0: I have gotten so stuck in certain of those moments because I almost felt like I wanted to do everything so perfectly that I couldn't just start. There was times where I had ideas for businesses, but just like picking the name or picking the name of a product had me so stressed out that I couldn't take that first step. Or I was so busy comparing my like day one to someone's day like 100 or 1000 that I just felt like why even start? We have to learn to release perfectionism so we don't get caught up that like analysis paralysis where we're trying to do the most perfect thing. And if it's not perfect, then we don't want to take that first step. Hello my babies and welcome back to another episode of Cosmic RX Radio. How are we doing? How are we feeling? What's the vibe? Can we get a vibe check? A one and a two, a one, two, three. I think like I want to do like a live podcast episode somewhere, maybe in New York, or maybe like over Zoom. I want to dialogue. I want to hear from you. I want to ask questions and hear answers back. I think that'd be fun. Let me know. Let me know how I feel about that. Send my DMs if that's a yes for you, dog. Meanwhile, presently, where we're at, in other news, we are diving into the beginning of Virgo season here. This is a solo episode where I dive into just a mini cosmic coaching session. We like to use the Zodiac wheel as this guide as this map for empowerment around here right like our growth to honor our evolution our revolution and guess what every year there's something new to learn there's something new you know within you that wants to expand something old that wants to be released and using this zodiac wheel it's like we get to go up this spiral of life we might notice the same lessons multiple times you know healing growth life it's not linear. But this journey, it's very cyclical. Here we are in Virgo season. As always, we're going to go over a Cosmic Rx for your mind, for your spirit, and be a damn fine body. This episode today, we're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about how to break up with the curse of busyness, the curse of productivity. For all of Virgo season, we're going to be talking about things under the umbrella I would say, of being a boss witch because Virgo truly is the sign of the independent woman, the female feminine energy, regardless of gender. But Virgo is the only human woman represented through the Zodiac. We get to think about that, our own sovereign, independent female energy. She's really here to be of service. You know, she's that maiden. She's been harvesting them crops making it work, making it rain, making it fertile AF. Now she's harvesting and she wants to share with others. And as that translates in modern times, Virgo, where we have Virgo in our chart is where we want to help others and where our helping, healing, coaching, being of service also has the potential to make us money or to provide for us. It's definitely how we connect to purpose through Virgo in our chart. So if you're listening to this and it's Virgo season, yay, this is your cosmic assignment, things to meditate on, things to reflect on, action steps to take for the season. If you're listening to this and you're in the future, hey, what's up? Hello, how's the weather there? But you can listen to this and apply it to anywhere where you have Virgo in your chart. Even if you don't have planets or big placements, you have a house that's ruled by Virgo, okay? Before I get into that, let's just go through our announcements. So, as always, guys, the rating and reviewing, I am loving it. I'm loving your work out there. Keep it coming. It means so much to me. You know, we do this podcast just twice a week, because we want to connect with each and every one of you. It is my personal belief there is a revolution that's been going on, and it's still brewing. And we need all of our cosmic baddies really armed, empowered, with tools of the right mindset work, spiritual wisdom, embodiment techniques, to stay in that heart center, right? To follow your intuition, to lead from a place of freedom and pleasure versus force and pressure. It makes me really happy to be able to do this, but right now, you know, we don't get paid to do this. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. So like the best energy exchange we can get right now is you all leaving a review, leaving a quick little rating, sharing it with a baddie. If you haven't, sometimes like the Apple podcast review, it could be more intuitive, TBH. But if you need help, you can you know, Google an article. It should be at the bottom of the podcast episode page. You can hit that, smash that five stars, please. Thank you. I mean, yeah, you know, I want you to be honest, but also like be gentle and on a Virgo's heart. We're very hard on ourselves. And then let me know, you know, what you like about the podcast. It just helps us a lot. It helps us in like the rankings. It helps us as we want to grow and work with other brands and show them like, hey, people really care about this. People care about wanting to be better humans and help us help them do that. Okay? So that's my spiel. Also, I know you will do that out of the kindness and empathy, graciousness, and generosity of your own heart, but also I pick a winner once a season. I just selected the Leo season winner. I'm going to slide into their DMs, but once a Zodiac season, I randomly just select someone to win a one-on-one hour-long reading with me that could be used to look over your birth chart, to pull some cards, to just go through some coaching. So if you want to get in on that, get your cute, fine little tushy over to that review and rating section. Other announcements, the end of the month, I will announce it here first. We will be opening the early bird enrollment for our Cosmic Fit Club. We only open it a few times a year because we like for everyone to come into our online community in a group, in a class, really intentional. It's a really amazing, magical space. It's a super interactive community. We do live moon circles with myself, but you also get live group coaching from this badass roster of humans we get to work with. We cover everything from human design to conscious relationships to abundance mindset work. We do energy healing and breath work. like everything you need for your spiritual journey right there, plus this amazing community of super enthusiastic, encouraging, supportive cosmic baddies from all over the globe. When I was starting my spiritual journey, I was aching for community. We created this and we only open it a few times a year and the early bird enrollment is how you get in a little bit of a discount. So if you're a baddie who's watching their budget, put on your notifications, listen to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed to our email newsletter. We'll be announcing that in the end of August. Okay. So those are my announcements. Let's dive into mailbag. We have a question here. So this is kind of a two-parter. Someone wrote an email, but also submitted a question to the 1-800-COSMIC-HOTLINE type form, which you can do through the show notes if you want to submit a question for me. Tahira from Pakistan. I sent in an email discussing in detail how I'm not feeling the Leo energy this season, which is actually my most awaited season of the year since I'm a Leo. All energies feel depleted and spirits near to crushing. I feel really dull and not in the radiant zone. Currently, I can't even get a hold of what to plan, what to create. It feels like a big block and that just saddens me. So moving forth, I want to embrace myself and my potential and be better I'm hoping you can help me with it. My birth chart, Dakota results, Leo, Sun, Sag, Moon, Mercury and Leo, Mars and Libra, Venus and Leo, Leo rising. Okay, beautiful to hear. First of all, thank you for writing in. Thank you for your kind words. They also said, new listener here. I also absolutely love the podcast, love Maddie's energy, and just hope that everyone's safe and happy. First of all, that is so beautiful. I want to just first of all, take a deep breath and honor that. Just say, like, you're not alone. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now are feeling something similar. I love Leo season. I love the fire it brings. I love the solar energy. I'm not a Leo. can't even imagine being a Leo, how you feel in that season usually. But I want to really honor and validate this year is different. First of all, all of Leo energy was directly opposite Saturn, which is a little bit like trying to have a wild, fun pool party growing up and just having like a cranky father sitting there like the whole time just like yelling at you and judging you and telling you to like stop splashing around like the Saturn across from Leo. It was intense. And then we had two full moons in Leo season. So this Leo season to me, even though I love my sacred thirst traps, I love you know, being seen. I love playing dress up. I love like, yes, like your normal know, Leo season feels like bonfires and skinny dipping and dancing on tables. This year, it felt like tuning into your heart. The double full moons really brought up like an excavation two full moons. It was like two emotional deep dives, like two deep pore cleaning moments of our emotional landscape of our subconscious selves. So that can bring up some heaviness, all of that, the astrology. And then I want to validate my second point. What I want to say is it's just been heavy. It's been heavy times. 2020, it's been really intense, a lot of grieving, a lot of loss, a lot of change. And then 2021 came in, kind of this like purgatory energy where we're not in the new energy we want to create yet. We're getting little glimpses of it, but we're mostly just dealing with a lot of the cleanup and a lot of the big decision making and a lot of the feelings to make a change, even if we don't know where that's leading us or what that change even entails. But it's very like six swords. It feels like we're leaving behind something. You had to say goodbye to something, our village, our comfortable place because we know it's not safe there anymore. It's not in alignment, but we don't really know where we're headed, right? And of course, Saturn and Aquarius, especially when Jupiter moved back in to Aquarius amplifying Saturn in the end of July or on July 28th it really amplified a lot of anxiety i think we've all been feeling and it amplified that saturn energy which can be really depressive saturn in aquarius is a lot about feeling like lonely and isolated and forming more like community at the collective level but maybe not so much feeling connected to people on like, your smaller intimate friend circle level which can always just be really ungrounding you know or empty feeling it's been a hard year and a half. It's going to pay off all the work you're doing and the healing and paying attention to you know, what's showing up, but I don't want to discredit how hard it is in the moment. And that brings me to my third point of Leo season's always about dropping into the heart. And obviously at the time that this will air, Leo season will be over. It's the reminder of when we're feeling that we're feeling lost or we're feeling numb we're feeling down or lost or just not radiant. If it might just be like a shifting in your frequency, a shifting in what lights you up. If you used to love doing certain things or watching different TV shows or doing activities, we might have to start to look for new activities that light us up. And I would start keeping a list of like your glimmer, your shimmer list in your phone, like what lights up to here, what makes you feel really good, specifically things like in nature, being in the body, things that are creative are all very Leo gifts. And then being in that heart center, I always find that that really helps me. Like when I'm on social media too much, when I'm using too much mental energy, it really does drain me of like my life force, of my radiance. So I hope that helps. There's so much I wish I could say to you and I honestly wish I could give you a hug. The last thing I'll say is Sag Moon, maybe a little trip or a change of scenery, even if it's just to the next town over or going on a hike you've never been on or trying a new restaurant. Sag Moon, like your emotional center, shakes off some of the heaviness and sort of lights up when you get to expand your horizons, okay? Thank you for writing in. Thank you for your kindness. And if you are listening at home and you want me to answer a question about life, about conscious entrepreneurship, energy hygiene, or astrology, you can just go and submit a type form through the uh, show notes, okay? Okay, so into our cosmic Rx. Like I said, we're going to be talking about ways to break up with the curse of productivity. And like I said, this whole season, it's boss witch energy. My dear friend Colin Bedell of Queer Cosmos, one of the first things I remember him telling me is that Virgo make the best witches. And that's so true because Virgo is earth mercury earth-based service healing, mercury-connected channeling information, communicative and understanding and a deep ability to remember, you know, recipes for healing elixirs to create rituals. Rituals are basically just a container for energy and a way to organize intention. And Virgos love containers and Virgos love organizing. Virgo is that witch energy for sure. And it's a little bit of that boss witch. Like I think Scorpio is a very witchy sign, sort of like the shaman, you know, who transmutes energies and goes between worlds. Virgo, I think of as the witch who has healing powers and is here to put that out in the world in a really organized, digestible way a lot of healers and light workers and you know intuitive business people I admire are Virgo or have a lot of Virgo in their chart it just kind of comes natural and there's a feeling of you're so dedicated to your work that it also becomes you know your life and your life and your work the work life balance for Virgo is tricky that's why we're going to talk about this mindset tip today but i just want to remind us all that get a done attitude and the razor sharp analytical intelligence of Virgo is really reflected through the root of the word Virgo is virgin, okay? But this is not about intercourse or, you know, your sexual experience. And we all know virginity is a construct. But the root of the word virgin, and I think the first time I read this was in the book The Great Cosmic Mother by Barbara Moore. Virgin is the woman who's whole and of herself, literally a free woman. They were one unto themselves. And then that comes from the Latin root of the word. You know, Virgin is like pure, pure energy, pure potential, and being whole, being self-sufficient, being sovereign. Where we get to rock the Virgo in our chart is where we're so whole in ourselves that we have extra to give. You know, We have so much that we naturally want to give to others and help others. And so where you have Virgo in your chart, you might feel like a deep need to be of service. Also, where we have Virgo in our chart is where we want to kind of create structures and support systems for ourselves so we can go out in the world and help other people. That's why today I want to talk about this. This mindset is really like near and dear to my heart as I am a Virgo with a Mercury in Virgo. I've had to learn this lesson over and over and over again, and I'm going to share what I've learned, my key takeaways with you. So as we talk about being a boss witch, we want to talk about ways to release perfectionism, how to be in your purpose, but not be addicted to being busy or to only identifying your worth through productivity. How do we work and be of service while allowing for more ease and rest? Because where we have Virgo in our chart is where we can really go, 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 Virgo is Mercury rule and it's very detail oriented. So Virgo can always find a new detail to pick up on to do. This is a big thing for me that I've struggled with. There's always just more work to do when you're a Virgo. There's another thing you see. We do tend to lean towards perfectionism because of that ability to see all those details. So we can be really hard on ourselves. One of the biggest blocks that I've had in my businesses, whether it was when I had a brick and mortar business making cold pressed juice or I had a coffee shop in Brooklyn or when I was starting my healing services business and then when I launched this business now that I do with Audrey, it used to be called Sacred Space Revolution. Now it's kind of evolved into an online school and community and a brand. All those businesses, as you can tell, Virgo, see Mercury, Virgos like to also do multiple things at once. I have gotten so stuck in certain of those moments because I almost felt like I wanted to do everything so perfectly that I couldn't just start. There was times where I had ideas for businesses, but just like picking the name or picking the name of a product had me so stressed out that I couldn't take that first step. Or I was so busy comparing my like day one to someone's day like 100 or 1000 that I just felt like why even start? Like it's not going to be that good. The first thing I really want to share for all of us is just trying to release perfectionism if you're doing something especially entrepreneurial or creative or where like you're kind of setting your own deadlines. When you have your own business, no one's going to make you do stuff. I mean, sometimes you have clients and you have other expectations, but in the beginning especially, we have to learn to release perfectionism so we don't get caught up that like analysis paralysis where we're trying to do the most perfect thing. And if it's not perfect, then we don't want to take that first step and then we just get overwhelmed and then we're just frozen. So a big theme you're going to hear me talk about is just doing it. It's just doing something and allowing it to be messy and allowing it to be like perfectly imperfect. Where you have Virgo in your chart, you're going to notice all the details. You're going to notice all the things you did quote unquote wrong that didn't come out perfectly. But you know what? That's just stuff to improve on for next time. Virgo is the natural editor. So next time you can edit it and make it better. Don't keep the curse of perfectionism from you living in your purpose, from you sharing your magic with the world, okay? Oh, that's just a big one. I'm going to get into some more of the mindset things, but that's something you're going to hear me coming back to over and over again. The next thing I want us to think about in terms of you know, living in this boss witch energy and living in a strong mindset of it is the workaholic spell, the curse of busyness. There are three things that really keep us under the workaholic spell that feed into that analysis paralysis that keeps us from doing things and just starting that keeps us really out of our joy, out of our pleasure center while we work, and that can really, you know, make us burn out and, and forget that like we're here to be of service and light the world up, not like burn the F out. So the three things that I've really tapped into that have helped me understand and I always like with mindset work being like, why are we in the unhealthy mindset? know, I mean, how can we dive deeper into that to understand what we're overcoming? And one of them, you know, the first thing that keeps us under the workaholic spell, shame. Doctor Brene Brown. What's up? She is like the expert on shame. In Daring Greatly, she describes shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed and therefore unworthy of acceptance and belonging. This is, again, what keeps us under that workaholic spell or what keeps us chasing this illusion, this fake oasis of perfectionism can be shame. We feel like if we don't do something perfectly, then we should feel embarrassed or feel guilty or if we take breaks or if we take time out for ourselves. Or if we put something out in the world and it, it's not received perfectly, then it's going to be like this like a heavy blanket of shame we carry with us. And we have a lot of shame in our society around all the ideas. Like productivity and not being productive is looked at with a lot of shame in our society. Like for me, I did a shadow work exercise years ago when I was in shaman school, and it was like, what are the words you would never want someone to describe you as? And it was like unreliable. And I remember the things that came up a lot were like lazy or like unsuccessful. Like I think that's something that I've had to work through. And it's just because one, I need rest. It's okay to not always be working. And two, like my brain just works differently. That I work in big bursts of energy. I could never cut it in that sort of nine to five world, and now I know why because I wasn't meant to. But me trying to conform into this hyper-productivity template made me feel a lot of shame around my intelligence, around my ambition, around my focus, around just me as a person. We want to look at where we carry shame and how that feeds into our hyper-productivity or hyper-perfectionism. The second source that might keep us under this workaholic perfectionism spell is parental programming familial family of origin programming, a lot of our subconscious beliefs about work come from our parents or our primary caretakers, either from what we watched and what we saw growing up, that like that's the normal, or some of us are trying to go so far the opposite direction that we actually end up harming ourselves in other ways. So just having the awareness of what are the stories that we observed around work and, you know, how much it has to take over our lives, how much we're allowed to ask for help or rest or what our version of success is. You know, some people in our families might have had to work really hard just to get by. Maybe it's not to be that way anymore. Maybe people in our families worked really hard to afford certain luxuries that don't really matter to us anymore. To me, I feel like time and freedom is really becoming like the new currency under Uranus and Taurus. It's going to be a big, as we shift out of this like 2020, 2021, it's like, yeah, I could make more money or I could work remotely and have a nice life and work life balance and live somewhere I really want to live. That to me is, it's okay to sacrifice some of my paycheck or something. Like I just think that's big for us. That's different. It's not how it's been for years and generations. But anyway, just looking at you know what you learned from your family of origin will really help you realize maybe where you're in some, some unhealthy patterns around productivity or perfectionism. And the last thing is just worthiness. This is the one that ties it all together. It brings in the shame. It brings in the parental programming and puts it in, in one little neat and tidy bow. Of our self-worth is caught up in just our achievements and just our output in just, you know, how much money we make, how many photos we post on social media a day, how many likes we get, how many promotions we get, you know, how many letters are after our name or how much we feel accomplished, quote unquote, by the outside world standards. It's really hard to detach from that and just rest and just be and know that we're just good enough and worthy of love and worthy of rest just by existing. We are really taught that it can be really uncomfortable or impractical or selfish just to do things for our own enjoyment that aren't moving us, pushing the needle towards work, whether it's for ourselves or someone else. <sighs> and that ties into Berto Viedo wrote a book and he talks about the curse of busyness. And in this book, The Four Insights, he just talks about how we also get addicted to feeling busy because it makes us feel worthy. Oh, we have something to do. We have somewhere to go. Someone needs us. It also can be a distraction from looking at ourselves, you know, looking deeper inward from sitting with our feelings and emotions. I see this a lot. You know, I live in New York. I spend uh, a lot of time in the East End of Long Island. So you have the Hamptons and New York City. I spent my whole life there and I really watch people and how I see it in myself of like feeling important. We make ourselves feel busy to feel important or to feel like we are like needed. You're just checking your phone compulsively. I used to do this all the time. I always just felt like I couldn't relax. Like my nervous system was really wired to be reacting to something from work at all times, especially when I had my own businesses. And I realized that a part of me just liked to feel needed by my businesses. And I realized that the other part of me did not know how to just rest and just be. I could know that my work was done. Everything was great. I could be with everyone I care about in one room and I was still like checking my phone compulsively. I really had to detach from that mindset-wise in my nervous system-wise, really like slow down and be present with like when I was doing that and really almost like at a subconscious level I was doing it. So I had to be like, whoa, you just checked your phone. You don't need to. Or like, it's okay to not go into that like fight or flight adrenal response when you think something's going wrong. It's like an addiction to that feeling, okay? And it all stems back to worthiness and just being like, we get to redefine our own self-worth. We get to know that rest is revolutionary. We get to be not always like reacting in this place of stress. And we get to know that we're just worthy of existing, even if no one like quote unquote needs us. And we don't need to like feed into that in order to just live a life that's beautiful, blessed and abundant. Okay, so I hope that makes sense, but those are the three things I noticed a lot of the patterns of why we get addicted to being in that workaholic, hyperproductive, hyperperfectionism perfectionism state. Our intention for where we have Virgo in our chart is just to allow yourself, first of all, to be more than you do. So just like releasing the perfectionism taking that first step. Once you take a first step of something, I just want you to see and notice yourself. Like, What if once you do that thing, you put your purpose out in the world to start your business? What if it didn't have to be hard? What if it didn't have to be a constant hustle grind? Because even when you work for yourself, it doesn't mean that you're free of some of the capitalistic Patriarchal brainwashing of our Western society. Like social media is a great example. You have your own business and have your own Instagram account. Be, okay, great. I started the business. Like Maddie said, I'm not overanalyzing. I'm picking a name. I'm making my first post. Okay, great. But then you start fitting into like, oh my God, well, all these social media experts say I need to post three times a day and I need to give my followers quality educational engagement tools and I need to make reels and I need to do lives and I need to do a giveaway. And I need to like do a clubhouse and a TikTok. And it's like, okay, like some of that, yes, definitely you're going to want to do that. But it's like slowing down, staying curious, remembering why you're doing the thing you're doing, like showing up in service and letting yourself trust that like the things that are coming to you easily and the parts of you that are in flow is what you should be doing more of. Like if you love making reels, great, go for it. Have so much fun. But if they feel like a drag to you, then are you really showing up in service? Like- um, probably not. And that's why like the energy of being instead of always doing helps us plug into like the energetics behind what we're doing. And that also helps us release perfectionism. You know, when I launched my first course, a first like really in-depth coaching group, actually the Cosmic Boss, I had so much I wanted to share. It was a six-month mastermind for intuitive entrepreneurs. I had like years of business experience, years of spiritual teachings, astrology. Oh my God, I was like, I don't even know where to begin. And I just almost had like panic attacks before we got started. I just wanted the slides to be so perfect. And I wanted the website to be perfect and the landing page. And I didn't even know how to begin to express the depth of what I wanted to share with everyone in like a neat and tidy little Instagram ad. I was like, I I watch these other coaches and people do it. And I'm like, I can't like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. And like my whole thing, it's not like as branded and perfectly packaged as other people. I did a meditation and my spirit guides essentially knocked me upside the head. and was like, hello, girl, like you're here to be a channel for divine wisdom. You're here to help these people who want to show up in the world as more of themselves and to help their communities. All you have to worry about is being an open channel and getting like your head and the unhealthy part of your ego out of the way focus on like the transformation by transmission, meaning the energy you bring to them, the frequency you bring to them. It's not about a perfect canvas slides. It's not about having the perfect worksheets, the perfect PDFs. What's the energy you're bringing? What's your intention? That's a really big one that really can help you release perfectionism, what you're doing. Back to that social media analogy. Maybe it just feels good to make like two or three posts a week versus a day, but you're bringing a lot of intention and love and authenticity and truth-telling to those versus just hammering out a bunch of empty, like light, fluffy, meaning nothing Instagram graphics or memes, okay? Like again, thinking about the why of what you're doing and thinking about the energetics of what you're doing and remembering that you're not here to be productive. We had in that same Cosmic Boss program we really got deep into words for our Gemini season. We started looking at words that we just don't like, and we don't like that word productive. It only started to be used in our vernacular in the industrial revolution uh, to talk about machines and assembly lines. Was humans were not really meant to be productive. We're meant to be creative, to be fulfilled. We're meant to be purposeful, but productive kind of implies that we're like computers or robots or machines that can just crank out like, you know, 100 Instagram posts a week, you know, just work endlessly or just work nine to five or eight to seven and just go to sleep and wake up and do it all again tomorrow, five days a week. Like, no, that's not, that ain't it, babe. That ain't it. All of these tips can be applied to you if you work in a corporate environment, I hope. And they're really, really important if you work for yourself because everyone says like, I gave up my nine to five to work for myself so I can work twenty four seven. A lot of these tips I really had to learn when I work for myself because it's really easy to not have boundaries with yourself. It's really easy when you're passionate about something to work around the clock or it's really easy to not want to, you know, quote unquote fail or to embarrass yourself. There's a lot of reasons when you work for yourself that you could just be addicted to productivity or perfectionism. The last thing that I wanted to share with you, we're releasing perfectionism. Just to recap, we're releasing this hyper addiction to productivity and we're just going to do, right? We're taking that first step. Then once we do, then we're going to focus on being, we're focused on being curious, tuning into the energy what we're doing. Why are we doing the thing we're doing? Really important. And then we're going to work on self-compassion as our number three, okay? Self-compassion is really important to break the productivity curse, the workaholic curse. Like we talked about before, how can you just let yourself not be so hard on yourself? I think we expect a lot out of ourselves, more so than we would from someone around us. And especially where we have Virgo in our chart, we can just hold ourselves to a really high standards. Again, that that attention to detail can be turned against us really fast bringing in more compassion. If you want to go deeper into self-compassion, we have a 21-day real self-love course, and I break down the neuroscience in the first week of self-love, and one of them is self-compassion. Journaling is a great way to bring in more self-compassion. Observing your why when you feel compelled to be the one who has to do everything or that you can't rest or the one that you have to like pick up the pieces for everyone in like a group project or at work and looking at your attachment to being in control when you're journaling. Just seeing, you know, observing where some of these patterns are. Bringing in more self-compassion can be done through also understanding yourself. Virgo season is really a good time to tap into self-knowledge, whether that's like getting your birth chart read, doing your numerology, your human design, your Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, understanding how you work and how you work best, what you need and what structures and systems you need to show up in the world can bring in a lot of self-compassion. Like for myself, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not really good at. And I know that I don't have to be good at everything. I can ask for support. I can hire people to help me at things I'm not good at. I can ask for advice. Once I released that feeling that I had to be good at all things, it really helped me be in more of my zone of genius, more of my flow state, and it just helped me be gentler on myself. Like, of course, you're not good at that. It just says it right here in five different types of readings you've gotten. Or maybe also the readings can tell you, like, for me, my chart is super mutable. I have my double Virgo energy, Mercury, and Sun there was like a feeling that I had to do all things my business. Like I wanted to do so many different parts of it. I wanted to do so many, like have a brick and mortar and an online community. And I wanted to focus on so many things. And when I've gotten certain readings done, they have just say like, just focus on this, you know, focus on online community for the next few years or focus on what you're really good at or spend this next time talking do a podcast. A year or so ago, it's like, I want to write a book. I want to do a podcast. I feel like I also need to do this and launch online courses. And I was trying to do everything at once. And again, that really was another form of that like analysis paralysis that just froze me. It kept me frozen. Doing self-reflective work can really help bring in more self-compassion. And the other thing for self-compassion, how to bring in more of it, just learning to say no. (laughs) You know I'm gonna like bring this up a lot. That is it. Just saying no. Being hyper capable or having a lot of drive means that you can carry a lot on your very capable, beautiful shoulders, but it doesn't mean you need to. Being a boss witch and being a successful, free, abundant boss witch is gonna be about saying no, probably more than you say yes to opportunities. And this one's been really hard for me, but really important. I love people. I love what I do. I love everything. So it's in my nature to want to say yes to everything. But when I've done that, it's really burnt me out. Again, it's taken the energy, the good energy out of what I was doing. And it feels more like an obligation or a chore. It really it just t- takes me out of my center, you know, out of my why, out of being of service. <sighs> that is definitely like my spiel beginning, you know, your boss witch lifestyle. How can you begin to break up with the curse of productivity, release perfectionism? I would start with all of those. And as you grow through this and as you become more aware, you're gonna realize what you need. Oh, you, yourself, Virgo, the one who's whole in themselves. It might not look like mine, it might look completely different. But starting to really honor that. Virgos love calendars. They love containers. They love scheduling. So if you need to, in the beginning, if you need to physically schedule sacred time in your calendar to recharge, to reset, to rejuvenate, and you block off those dates in your calendar, like they're just as sacred as if they were an appointment with someone else or a meeting or a call with someone else, then you do that. I'm going to try and take my own advice there. (laughs) Okay. So let's practice all of that. I think for the next Cosmic Rx for the spirituality, one I'm going to talk about like how to be a boss switch, tools to support you. If you have questions about being an intuitive entrepreneur, a cosmic boss, drop them on the 1-800-COSMIC-RX hotline through the show notes. In the meantime, just, you know, noticing, yeah, where you're addicted to perfectionism and productivity. And just seeing where you can begin to breathe into that, reframe the story, bringing in all the tools we just spoke about today and just seeing how that shifts. And even though I don't like the word productivity, I swear the more you bring this in, the more, quote unquote, productive you will feel, meaning the stronger your investment will be of your time, your energy and what you get back promise it's like the weird hack of the universe the life hack the more you slow down and the less you do it's like almost like the more that gets done the more that you accomplish the more abundance you call in but first you have to make that switch you have to set that intention to break up with this all right it's very revolutionary to do this it's very radical but you are here to be a little cosmic rebel aren't you so let me know how it goes. Tag me in your photos, tag me in anything that's come up that makes you feel like you're being your inner boss which this Virgo season at the Cosmic RX. You could slide into my DMs at I am Addie Murphy. If any of this resonates or if you want to go deeper, if you have other questions, I like hearing from you. I love hearing how this hits, how it lands, and where you want to go deeper on future episodes. So until next time, my little boss witches, go out there, live in your purpose, but also remember you deserve rest and you deserve to expand with grace and ease. Can I get an amen to that? Okay, see you next time. Bye.